salty. I remember reading somewhere that you can't be salty and single. Immediately, my melanin neck roll ensued, followed by the appropriate, oh really now, dose of sarcasm. Now what was more real than that statement itself was that at that moment, I wasn't ready to face the truth of what that conversation would reveal. That admission suddenly made me aware that being salty is usually birthed in insecurity and nourished by fear. Nonetheless, my self-erected hut in the heart of Denialville was cozy, and my self-loathing was a comfy blanket swaddling me better than a snuggie. You don't usually realize just how easy it is to hold on to the feeling of woe is me until subconsciously you've sabotaged every good thing that tries to enter your life. I find that it is much easier to evaluate something from the outside looking in rather than shining a light on your own failures. It takes a little less effort to cast blame rather than to take responsibility for our role in personal catastrophes. Yes, you got the messy end of the stick. And yes, you might not have deserved what happened. But I promise you, you had a hand in the demise. Even if that's because you never stood up for yourself, or that you held on too long, or the mere fact that what you initially tolerated continued. The sooner you own that you're not as innocent as you think, the more likely you are to avoid being bitten by the salty bug. I remember when this nice lady's son and I were out there living our best life. I mean, when I moved, he moved. Just like that. I prided myself and tried hard to come across as this perfect mate. Overlooking things that I knew irked me and pretending the things that annoyed me didn't. But honey, let me tell you, the illusion of perfection will be tested. Your reserved calm will quickly morph into Bad Girls Club Season 1, the Bahamian edition, real quick. No matter how I try to take the high road, this heifer gaslit me and I him at every turn. My easy-going demeanor soon disappeared, and in its place, a fruitcake with more nuts than a jar of chunky peanut butter. I mean, I clarkent my way into the kind of woman Solomon says will make you live in the corner of a rooftop. Well, you can imagine how that ended, right? There I was, being patient, accepting, and enduring. Why? Because we have been conditioned to think lasting relationships are strong because they've gone through a series of traumatic events. Insert roll-eye emoji. Anyway, the next thing I knew... Dude was waltzing down the aisle with someone else's daughter. And I was left asking, Yo, what the elemental bee just happened? After feeling slighted, nothing can more easily push you over the edge than seeing your ex has truly moved on. And by move on, he's not calling you on the slick. Just look at him, thriving and flourishing without you. The mere mention of that sight serves as the quickest reality check to let you know just because your body has broken up doesn't mean your emotions have. Fast forward many years later, 
and I had finally laid the fiasco that was us to rest. I was celebrating yet another low-key birthday when, lo and behold, there pops up in my DM an alert from the loan. I found somebody better than you, Ranger. Somehow he'd found me on Facebook and decided to send me a happy birthday message. Talk about luck when the cat dragged in. Anyway, this happy birthday wasn't low-key shoot my shot or I've moved on but not really, nor was it let's see if the old broom still knows where to sweep kind of thing. But to my surprise, it was a genuine apology that came nearly 10 years after the fact. Well, blessed assurance, Jesus is surely mine. Just like me, soon enough, you realize that you're either the person who has wronged people or you're the one who was wronged. Still, when that come to Jesus moment hits you, it doesn't matter which of those two people you are or how much time has elapsed. If you're at all decent way down on the inside, you'll make amends where needed. While I maintain we are not friends, we spent several conversations clearing the air. Not only did I learn my takeaway was dead wrong, but it became apparent how I spent almost a decade being salty about something that was never really real. While I don't promote checking on exes, at the very least I want to be able to say hello in passing, but not while fighting the urge to run dude over with my car. There is a peace that needs to be attained where you can both be civil but keep it moving. According to the Urban Dictionary, salty is the act of being upset, angry, or bitter as a result of being made fun of or embarrassed. Also a characteristic of a person who feels out of place or is feeling attacked. I suppose then it's safe to say that salty can also come from a place of heartbreak and rejection. How could they not want amazing you, right? Discovering that someone has moved on without you and your fabulous self shouldn't leave us with a sense of worthlessness, but rather an awareness that it wasn't the right fit. In my see things from a different perspective view, I find Lot's wife was the epitome of salty. She's a prime example that we can also become salty when we keep looking back to what we're trying to be delivered from. I believe we church folks would phrase it, looking back is death. Salty can also be at the hands of our own manipulative schemes. I'm reminded of Sarah and why she perhaps was bitter knowing her husband was about to have a child she wasn't carrying. It was no surprise when Hagar started having an attitude towards Sarah that we soon learned this wasn't going to be good. And in grand dude fashion, Abraham recused himself and told Sarah, handle your businesses. Now that's what I called next level savagery. Needless to say, Sarah had to show my girl who was the real HNIC. When the full gravity of what giving her husband to the next woman was revealed, all I can say is there was trouble in the camp indeed. I said all of that to say, sometimes the source of our bitterness, or in this case being salty, comes at the expense of our own impulsive actions. For the longest time, that was me. Letting my imagination run wild with me, and when reality didn't play out like the movie in my head, it 
was a problem. So no, none of my relationships ended up as I would have envisioned or desired, but I can't deny that in each of them there was good times, and even in some instances there was personal advancement. While it's some weird kind of euphoria to keep highlighting what a deadbeat a guy in a relationship was, the truth of the matter is something kept me there, over and repeatedly, I might add. Believe me, I know it's easier said than done, but like me, you have to let it go. The quickest way to dilute your saltiness is to appreciate the experience for what it was. Embrace the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let those pleasant memories be just that. And the not-so-good ones? Well, chalk it up to lessons learned that you wouldn't soon repeat. Listen. Fish that live in the sea are immersed in salt water their entire life. Yet, when they find their way to your plate, if you don't season them, they are as fresh as unseasoned noodles. What am I saying? Don't let one traumatic experience alter your flavor. Your environment does not have to change what happens on the inside of you. Ponder this. Salt can preserve, purify, and season. But ironically, it also irritates. Now, will you let your experiences develop you or annoy you? Think about it. Thank you.